This is for Maine with Love, an Allagash Brewing podcast where we talk about beer, our community here in Maine, and things that generally make us happy. Season three. Is it? Season three. Oh, for Maine with Love. Episode one. We got three things that are making me quite happy to talk about. Four things. Four things, actually. One of these things contains two things. Um, so, yeah. Hi, Liz. Hey, Brett. Uh, got to start season three, episode one, with a secret question that I think Liz has had probably like two weeks to think about at this point. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. A little scheduling A while ago. Oh. That's okay. Liz, what's your favorite secret ingredient to cook with? Um, I'm, gl- I'm glad I've actually known this for two weeks and haven't given it one thought at all. Um, <laughs> because I feel like you usually have a secret question and then you have a secret, secret question. Yeah, I was like, this isn't it. Gosh, I don't, favorite. It doesn't have to be secret. Just, just like mm-hmm. an ingredient that you like, when you throw it in there, you're like, oh yeah. I feel that way about cilantro. Yeah. Like if I add cilantro to anything, I'm feeling, I'm like, yes. You're really showing them something. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> I mean, I probably put like my, speaking of younger years, like had very few cooking abilities, but I used to just roast cauliflower all the time and I would make it with cumin and all sorts of just random things. And a college uh, roommate was just like, you cook with cumin way too much. (laughs) Cumin was the crush. I was just making cumin cauliflower all the time. I mean, I bet it's good if you throw some salt on there too. That'd be great. It was, yep. That's nice. Affordable. Easy. Very for Very white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. White. A lot of cauliflower. Yeah. What, uh, did you have one for me? I could also I do. This no, I do have, oh. a, I have one for you, Brett. Um, if you were not living in Maine, where do you think you'd live? <sighs> wow. That's a really good question. Um. And you've lived a few places, so. I've lived a few places. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm just going to kind of go into my past and say probably, Somewhere near New York City, ish, because I just that was almost where I went when I was coming mm-hmm. back to Maine. I almost went back to New York City, so somewhere potentially around there, or somewhere near Detroit. The, yeah. the Metro Detroit area is so cool. Mm-hmm. So many nice people. Such like ridiculously rich culture there. The first paved road in America. Who knew Detroit? Yeah, that's awesome. Woodward Avenue. All right, um, there you go. Yeah. I don't know what I thought you'd say, but. All right. The first topic we have to talk about is two topics in one. Yep. And it's to commemorate, celebrate the beginning of Black History Month because that's February 1st. That's the day we're uh, recording this today. Yeah. Yeah. We've got two really exciting collaborations that are both um, out in the world now. Mm -hmm. Um, The first we are so excited to bring back Curate, which is our collaboration with Crowns and Hops in mm-hmm. California. Um, we released that beer <clears throat> a year ago and um, have been you know, lucky enough to do that again. So um, that is available not only in our tasting room, but it's got a bit of distro with it. So mm-hmm. um, exciting that people can find it out in the market too. Well, yeah, so, we'll, re- we'll read out those dates. Yeah. Uh, I'll read them right now. California, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Maine, Connecticut, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, and New York. Yeah. And 
so that beer is actually a combination of two beers. Uh, it's like a really interesting collaboration because most collaborations are both both breweries come up with an idea and they brew one idea. This actually, the idea was to combine two existing beers. Mm-hmm. So it's um, from Crowns and Hops, it's their Eight Trail Pills, and from Allagash's Arcurio. So there's Pilsner, ours is a uh, triple-aged in uh, bourbon barrels. And I had written the blend down here, and that was wrong. So I had to change <laughs> because it's actually more. I wrote it's only 8% Curio. It's 20% Curio. Mm-hmm. 20% Curio, 80% yeah. Eight Trail Pills. Really cool. It's a great beer. I, so it's, good. I feel like we have create a lot of interesting beers here, but this one, I don't know. something, you know, I love a Pilsner, but you have a little something in the – you get a little bit of that curio in it. Um, totally. And so there's like a touch of sweetness to me. Yeah. Uh, and it is just so delicious. Yeah. It's like those, it's, you know, it's a nice crisp beer, but it's that like perceived sweet notes of like caramel, vanilla, and oak is what we say that you get from the the bourbon barrel aging in curio. And also triple is uh, a beer that has some nice perceived sweetness too. So it's just, it's just a really like deep uh sort of like easy drinking beer. And then also a, a little cool wrinkle and another added detail to this is Tio Hunter, uh, one of the founders of Crowns and Hops. The first beer that introduced him to craft beer was Curio. A right. friend of his yeah. showed him that. So it was like a yeah. really cool full circle moment and just uh, means a lot. And then another aspect of that beer, part of the proceeds for that beer will be going to the Eight Trill Initiative that uh, Crowns and Hops founded. Yeah, a development fund with the goal of achieving racial equity in craft beer. And so, um, you know, they've been running this fund for a while now, and they've been giving out grants to other Black-owned breweries um, mm-hmm. to help with their brewing operations. And so, um, like we did last year, we're, we're contributing um, proceeds from this beer. So, uh-huh. And that actually ties really nicely into the next beer, Mm-hmm. which is Verb, uh, that we did a collaboration with uh, Montclair Brewery. And Montclair Brewery is actually a previous recipient of an 8-Trill uh, initiative grant. Yeah, a nice woven sort of fabric of, yeah. you know, working with these different uh, breweries. But there's so much that kind of overlaps. Um, so Totally. Yeah. And uh, Denise and Leo came up in December. Mm-hmm. Um and we brewed Verb, uh, and they had a couple days up here in Portland, Maine, and it was just amazing um, to have them in the brewery and totally. to, to talk with them and enjoy some time. They're just amazing people. Yeah, super nice, creative people. And it was just interesting, too, talking to them, like how much community means to them and their brewery. Yeah. And definitely, it's same thing for Crowns and Hops, and honestly, same thing for us, is that like community is this really building that community, bringing in more people to be able to kind of enrich the community. Like that's all it's, it's like everyone apropos of nothing. They're like, you know, totally outside of each other came to that same conclusion. So that was really cool. So verb, the beer is a lager with lemon verbena. So the, the verb is from the verbena. Um, but it's also kind of this thought of like action needs to be taken and we're actually like verb is doing something. Yep. And so it's about, you know, the action of coming together, the action of supporting the atrial uh, initiative and everything like that. So it's just a cool beer. And it's also just, again, like easy drinking beer, but really tasty. That lemon verbena yeah. comes through, but it's just kind of blended into these other uh, sort of lager flavors that you're, you're used to getting. So yeah, tasty. 
Yeah, and this one is available in our tasting room um, starting today, February 1st, and then it's going to be available at select retailers in New Jersey starting March 1st. So um, both Curate from Crowtons and Hops and Verb with Montclair, um, you can look those up on our website, on our, on our beer locator, um, if you're looking to try them out. Totally. And another little Easter egg is that logo um, is really cool can art. And it actually came from an artist, uh, Carl Joe Williams, who we met through Indigo Arts Alliance, which is another nonprofit that that we work with here in Portland. Yeah, they are. Yeah, one of our community partners, uh, nonprofit partners. They are our charitable partner of the month in the tasting room. Yeah. yeah. So there is uh, a lot going on. And um, they introduced us to Carl and uh, this was the first beer label that Carl worked yeah. on, and it was just a great collaboration. Um, he's actually based out of New Orleans, mm. and so we were able to hop on a call a few times with him and just get mm. to know him, and um, he got to know us a little bit better. And so we worked together, and he came up with this can label that's super vibrant um, mm. and eye-catching. So. Yeah. Totally. And Indigo Arts Alliance, they're a super cool nonprofit here based in Portland. Um, they're an artist residency and incubator here. And so um, they're committed to the you know artistic development of black and brown artists. And so we've worked with artists and residents through them for a few years. Um, and we have a great partnership. And so we were able to work with them to um, find a artist to collaborate on the Montclair beer with very true yeah. and one of their founders i think is a big fan of north sky which yes. is very fun our north yeah. sky stout yep. that, was, that was a nice nice added benefit it doesn't our nonprofit partners don't need to like our beer but it's always <laughs> fun when they do. it's true and just like the other little aspect of this is um just we met both of these uh different breweries friends through the barrel and flow fest which is in pittsburgh it was called what was it called before fresh fest fresh fest and then became the barrel and flow fest got ranked that festival, ranked by USA Today, is the best beer festival last yeah. year. Awesome. It, it's all about bringing together different cultures. It's about celebrating black-owned breweries. It's about just, like, really moving the brewing industry forward as far as, like, just inclusivity and yeah. honestly just, like, really cool vibes and transfer of ideas. So it just seems like such a energetic – like, it's so much more than a beer festival. Yeah. It's just awesome. Yeah, I've heard really – fantastic things about it yeah we got to actually we got to meet day day bracy uh who yep. was the founder he came by like what 2019 no it was literally right before the pandemic it was the last thing i did oh. before like everything shut down we went to dinner at jay's oyster oh man and then there was like the next day it was like everybody get out <laughs> um but he Run. yeah ah. but i'll always remember that because he was he was like yeah your beer's good but the water the water here yeah. is spectacular yeah he was definitely um, commenting about the water so so anyway both those beers super good come out to try them they're both at the tasting room and in these other locations well the next beer we have this one is actually i think it is officially our first seasonal beer we have not ever called a beer seasonal we've called them limited release we've called them specialty release yep. but this is the first seasonal beer al gash brewing company will have ever released surf house surf house it's a lager, yeah. dry hopped with Ella. And rather than having Liz and I talk about it, I actually got to go talk with the brewer whose idea the beer came from, came up through our pilot system, uh, Joe Jr. 
And so I actually went uh, and just out of, uh, was it serendipity? It happened to be that we were brewing the first batch of Surf House um, to be released to everyone else uh, or to the to the whole world to enjoy or to our distribution footprint to enjoy. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, yeah, let's let's go to that audio. I'm just down on the brew deck. So uh, apologies if there's a little bit of brewing noise in the background, but uh, hopefully it sounds good. Brewing stuff. Brewing stuff. Brewing stuff. All right. Now we're recording. So, Joe Jr., we're brewing your beer. Yeah. What's it's it called? Uh, it's called Surf House now, but it started its its life as From Me With Love number 29. Of course you'd remember that number. I wrote it down of course, just yeah. to make sure. But yeah, yeah. So where did the idea come from for the beer? Um, so there was a day, I don't remember what the other pilot beer was being brewed, but Patrick Chavanel very politely yes, said, yes. hey, you should go up the <laughs> stairs and you should try this uh, flaked corn that we got in from Maine Malthouse. And I said, okay. And so I went up, I grabbed a handful, and I tossed them in my mouth and said, wow, I love this ingredient. It was these hearty little cornflakes. They tasted delicious. They had a lot of interesting flavor. Uh, and I said, I want to make a beer with this, but I want to make a beer with the most amount of this that I physically can. <laughs> um, so that's where it started, and it kind of just blossomed from there and got to submit a pilot idea. It was cataloged and then uh, uh, became a From Me With Love, and then... Beyond that, got to be what it is now, Surf House, a national release, which is cool. Super cool. Yeah. And your blog, the uh, the submission was named Cornella, if I yeah, remember. So I say, it was called Cornella with yeah. a backwards R, yeah. with spelled with a K. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that was from, you know, Corn, obviously the band, um, which I just thought would be funny to have a beer that involved Corn, the band, and all. And then uh, <laughs> the the hop, the main hop in it was uh, Ella, which is an Australian hop. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I would say it, it just blossomed from there. So what is the like? What's the flavor profile of Ella? Uh, the flavor profile of Ella is I would describe it as 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 orange blossom, uh, flowery, spicy, uh, while also having some really nice citrus notes, uh, kind of some sweeter citrus, and maybe maybe even a little bit of like lemon or lime in there. But um, it has some noble lineage, and so that's really what uh, drew me to using it in a lager. Nice. Yeah, and, I mean it's like because it's for bittering too, right? It's like uh, bitter yeah, than dry hops. It, yeah, I would say yeah, it's, it was a actually on the large scale we changed the bittering hop, mm. but uh, I would say but for finishing hop and then dry hop it's all Ella. Nice. So yeah, nice. And actually, fun piece of trivia: a, a CD, a corn CD, somehow made it to the brewery, and I don't know why, but I now have it. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, yeah. so awesome. I'm connected to this beer. That's great. That yeah, I yeah. have your this corn totally. CD. Well, earlier today when we were mashing mashing in uh, the first batches of corn, we did listen to the entire entirety of Follow the Leader. So we got our dose. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah that's the our, one I have. Yeah, I was going to say. Dose of corn. All I remember from corn is Freak on a Leash. I think one album a day is probably what is medically recommended. I don't think you can do more than that. <laughs> no, heart rate yeah. starts getting a little high. Yeah. Blood pressure goes up. Exactly. But, uh, that's awesome, dude. I'm super pumped. I'm super psyched about this beer. I'm psyched that it's going to be a 12 packs. I'm psyched that it's just like, it kind of, I don't know, it came together super well. So. Yeah. I'm excited too. Thank you. It's Good really, job. It's an, thank you. It's an honor. And it's, yeah. uh, it makes me feel really special that people appreciated the beer enough that it's uh, going to have an Allagash tag on it and be in an Allagash can and be in our footprint. So, Woo! yeah, it's an honor. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about it? Or uh, No, it's, uh, I don't know, just it's, it's a perfect beer for enjoying during the summer. So it's like, you know, that was my thinking was, was I want to drink this outside, you know, on a beach, you know, on a boat, uh, on a mountain, you know, I want to, it's a beer to take outside of you. So I'm, I'm glad people are able to enjoy it that way and we'll be able to enjoy it soon. So yeah, man. Yeah. I'm excited. All right. Well, Joe Jr. Thanks so much for your time. Absolutely. Thank you. See you, dude. Yeah. Cheers. Holy. And we're back. 
That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> I hope, I hope, you didn't even listen to it. You haven't even listened to it yet. You, you say that because you, you have confidence in us. I have confidence in Joe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have confidence a, in Joe too. Yeah. Not so much myself. Uh, that beer uh, actually also has a really cool label. The Surfhouse Can Design, you know, we uh, go through this iterative process where we try all different sorts of things and then we pick a direction we like and then we really kind of dig into it. And so the, the way, the sort of mantra we had when we were coming up with this can design was like, this is surf in the terms of you're by the sea, not surf in the terms of you are going surfing exclusively. So mm-hmm. uh, the, the main color of the can is this really nice light sky blue. But around this uh, Chevy Chalet, we have uh, all sorts of just beach items. There's there's a surfboard, but there's a little beach chair and uh, like a barbecue and pail and just fun stuff you'd be doing in the surf. So easy drinking beer, perfect for taking out. Yeah. Yeah, I love the little seagull. I love seagulls. They're little so seagull on the can Pesky. fan. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's nice. Summer in a can. Uh, and it's just a super fun beer. It was a fun beer to work on. And so that one's coming in six packs of 12-ounce cans and 12 packs of 12-ounce yep. cans in March. Yeah, so that'll be heading out um, across our entire distribution footprint. So totally. be on the look. Super easy drinking. Going to be delicious. Spring through summer. Yeah. Can't wait to share it. Awesome. Um, and then, I mean, that's first of our seasonals, so you'll have to oh, yeah. stay tuned for our next seasonals, which will come out in fall. Yeah. And at the end of 2024. Exactly. Yeah, that'll be fun. And the last one is uh, super – it's something that I'm super excited about, and we're definitely going to have a future episode with Patrick Chavanel on to talk more in depth about these, these, this project and these projects that we're doing. Um, but we're, this is blueberry wine. I am so excited about this. I love have wine. You had it? Uh, I have had versions of it. I haven't had this one. Oh. Um, but yeah, I love wine. I really like blueberry wine and I guess I just never like, I didn't see wine for us in our, in our future. And it's so exciting yeah. to like have that license and be able to make this as I think not only is it expand our offerings in the tasting room, but on the innovation front, it's just a very cool use of local fruit. So, yeah, I feel like, I feel like this one came so, it was like such a surprise mm-hmm. from, because it was like, you know, I knew we were doing cider and it was like one of those things where basically someone told me like, Oh, you know what that cider uh, license. We also get a wine license. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And that's, and oh, by the way, we're also making wine. And it was like, ah, <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. It's uh, so good. And yeah. And they like, you know, like they did with the cider, it's just, I think it, it exceeds my expectations because, yeah. Yeah. And there's, I think, living in Maine and being very passionate about blueberries mm-hmm. as we are. Um, you know, you'll see blueberry wines around the state. There mm-hmm. are definitely a few of them out there. And so for anyone who has never even thought of the concept of blueberry wine, um, I think it is sort of interesting to wrap your head around because you might think it's sweet, mm-hmm. uh, but it really, the, the way that we've made it, and I've had some others, it's really not sweet. It's pretty dry, yeah. um, but it's just a great, really interesting fruit. Um, 
Totally. Yeah. And I, that's like such an important point because it's like, I think when you hear cider or historic, I feel like there's historical baggage on fruit wines and ciders that is like, oh, that's going to be sweet or, oh, that's yeah. going to be a little too much. It's going to be really strongly flavored. Yeah. Whereas like this blueberry wine in particular, it tastes like wine. Like it tastes like mm-hmm. a nice, like red wine, like a Merlot or like it's a lighter sort of yeah. red wine-ish thing, but it's like, it's just so cool because you get these, like we, we, we've done a couple of tastings of them and trying to kind of identify the, the flavor notes and stuff. And it's like, there's like a blueberry pie sort mm-hmm. of blueberry flavor where it's not like the fresh blueberry, but it's like, it's already been macerated a little bit. It's already kind of just like mm-hmm. that's like those notes are coming out of it. And then also you get some of a cherry flavor. And then there's also a spice, like mulling spice component, mm-hmm. not that it's spicy, but just that like beneath the surface, they're just some really cool, deep spice notes that- yeah it all comes together to just be like such an, like a really nice balanced wine. Yeah. I just popped in the tasting room uh, at lunch and saw a couple of people drinking it. So it's always great to see. And those blueberries, they come from our friends over at Passamaquoddy Wild Blueberry Company. Mm -hmm. Um, They're out of Columbia Falls in Maine. We've worked with them a few years now um, on beers. And we've, I think we've done blueberry, they use their blueberries in our, version of triple yeah uh, and uh i don't know there's been a few over the years so to be able to continue working with them um on a wine is very cool that's been very cool yeah and it's like it's so cool to be able to use wild blueberries too like you know just recently harvested it's just a very particular flavor yep and yeah and so you know we've got that blueberry wine that is that's at the brewery only uh for right now and we also have um ciders Mm -hmm. for other folks who are Maybe interested in beer, but also other options. Interested in sort of yeah. less glutenful options, and then more stuff on the on the docket. I'll, I'll give I'll give you even a sneak peek. This is why you listen to the podcast because a secret information: we have a uh, honeyberry wine also coming out in the works. Honeyberry wine. I actually tried that yesterday, and it is real good. Oh yeah, really good. Yeah, I think. Um we, we have a real love for honeyberries here. Yeah, I don't have. know that any other brewery is <laughs> no one else as knows what it is, dedicated to honeyberries as we are. Um, but they are a really interesting fruit. Yeah. Uh, they kind of look like square globular blueberries kinda, in the nicest way They're kind of unfortunate looking. <laughs> like there's no real good way to, to talk about it. All the, all, the ne- all the comparisons you could give are kind of like the but, bell-shaped, right? Yeah, <laughs> shaped like a bell. Yeah, but they're some of them. But they're such a cool flavor because they're yeah. basically like between so many other flavors. It's like blueberry, cherry, raspberry, yeah. um, blackberry. Like there's there's a little bit of that all in there. They're pretty tart too. Yep. Yeah. So we had to actually blend this honeyberry wine with cider. Oh, so it's actually a blend. Oh. you never know because it just looks like honeyberry wine. But oh, that's cool. It's cool. All right. it's, a, it's a really cool Can't one. Can't wait to try that. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be another uh, brewery only one as well. Great. Those, that's what I had to talk about. Yeah. Stuff, stuff happening. Stuff, so. much stuff happening. And I'm excited to be, I'm excited to be doing the podcast again. Yeah. Feels great. Yeah. So what do we got coming up for season three? <laughs> oh man. You don't even know. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> we don't No, even. honestly, I think what, what we do have coming up is, is, some more of this, some more updates of things we're excited about because we, we just realized like we've done a lot of deep dives on, on different things, but there's just honestly so much that we're doing constantly here with pilot beers and with new initiatives and with nonprofit partners that I think we're just hoping to really be able to, to 
give you more of a look behind all of the fun stuff going yep. on here at the brewery. Chat with so. some some of the other folks here at Allagash. Oh, yeah. Definitely chat with some other folks, too. Yep. Should be really fun. Cool. All right, awesome. Brett. Well, good chatting you, with you. Yeah, good chatting with you. They'll see you out, out working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Outside of the room. This has been an Allagash Brewing Company production. If you have something you'd like us to talk about or a question for our team, just send us an email at podcast.allagash.com. As always, thanks for listening.